Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever, wherever you're listening. It is July 15th. It is 10.51 p.m. It is 2019, and we are here. What's up? What's up? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Cardinals just won, so that's nice. Um, So, obviously, that means they're going to lose zero games in the second half of the season. Yeah, well, they've already lost one. Let's not get too carried away. (laughs) They're Uh, only going to lose one in the second half of the season. So, we've got some decent amount of material to uh, cover here. We got Wimbledon. We got Westbrook and CP3, which was kind of a shocker to me. We got Bennington. We got the Angels and Tyler Skaggs honoring. We got the NFL season wanting to lengthen it. We got Hot Seat. And we got one final thing. And we're going to have a special uh, rap reading. I guess so. so a reading. Get, a, so reading from the book of, a reading from the book of rap. <laughs> All right. Leading off with something I don't think we've talked about once on this podcast. I don't know if I've ever talked about this. <laughs> <laughs> mad, mad respect to all the tennis players out there but i just don't ever watch but i did watch wimbledon and the final was pretty epic yeah tennis is kind of like curling to me <laughs> it's like i never seek out to watch it mm-hmm. but if i'm like flipping through the channels and i just like see tennis i might catch myself watching it for like an hour um but i never choose to watch tennis yeah i'm i'm kind of with you there uh novak djokovic versus roger federer in the final uh djokovic won it in five sets um whenever i heard it was those two in the final i had a feeling it was probably going to go to five sets um because i mean they're ranked number one and two in the world or, or maybe one and three nadal might be number two but um final set went 13 12 Instead of your regular, like, 6'5", six, 6'4". Six, yeah. That's insane. 13'12". It went literally over double the normal. I mean, that's got to be one of, if not the greatest major finals we've ever seen. Not, like, so I'm still not going to care too much about it because it is tennis. Yeah. But it's still amazing. Like, these yeah. are crazy athletes. Um, oh, yeah. And tennis is just dominated by these top three guys. You got Federer, yep. Nadal, and Djokovic. So and good. Andy Murray's like a distant fourth, and then he the retired. rest of the world is just irrelevant. <laughs> and these true. guys have dominated the sport for like 15 years, since like 2004. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's been a long time. And Roger Federer's 37, and he's in there just putting in work, getting to the final, and he almost won. Novak's 32, I think 32. Yeah, Novak's but, 32, Nadal's 33. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, that's... That that had to be one of the best finals we've ever seen, and how how exciting! I mean, jo, jo, they interviewed Djokovic after, and he's like, he was like, that was so much fun, and like, like, I almost didn't want it to end, and it's unfortunate that one of us had to lose. Also, something I noticed is that the players wear all white. Oh yeah, like so I noticed it, so I looked it up, and they're required to wear all white at the Wimbledon. Oh. Huh. Last year, uh, Nadal had orange soles on the bottom of his shoes, and they made him change shoes. Wow! See, I thought it was. Rule. I thought it was just all white because they were trying to reflect the heat. No, that's like a Wimbledon rule. Oh, wow! <laughs> I well, don't know. Dang. It's a classy sport. Yeah, classy sport, classy dudes, and very classy looking the, uh, major final. And something that I noticed when I watched tennis more than the players is the ball boys. <laughs> oh. <laughs> they're so focused. Laser so, focus watching that thing. So I looked it up. They yep. have to take a test to make sure they can stand still for three minutes. And then wow. they have to attend weekly trainings of two and a half weekly. hours 
every week. And if Weekly. you're not serious, they just kick you out. They're like, you're not, you're not going to be a ball boy this year. Oh, my God. Cutthroat. <laughs> but they take gracious. it so seriously, and they just sprint across. They like... <laughs> <laughs> I think get rid of the kids, give me golden retrievers, and I'll start watching oh, tennis. That would be awesome. I would absolutely love that. 100%. Golden retrievers for tennis ball boys. It's our petition. On to the big NBA news. The Basically the only thing, I, I feel like it's got to be one of the last moves coming. Russell Westbrook is a rocket. He's reunited with the beard. CP3 is a th- a thunder. I guess a thunder. I don't know. A, a thunderman? A thunderman. A, does, that, does that make thunderman. sense? <laughs> I don't know. I guess a, a thunderman. thunderman. <laughs> a, a, a member of the thunder. But anyways, those two swap places. And um, the trade was Russell straight up for CP3 and then first rounders in 24 and 26 and pick swaps in 21 and 25. Um, thoughts? So, Houston had to do something, I they think, because everyone else was making moves, so they were going to get caught being a great team, but not a contender. I don't know if this is exactly the right move, but I think it's worth the risk. I think so, too, and when I look at this trade, I think it's a win-win, because the Thunder were going into rebuild mode, they gave away Paul George, Russ wanted out, and they got a good return for Russ. They got a veteran point guard that can that can like be a presence in the locker room for the young players on the team. They got two first round picks. They got pick swaps. They got five first rounders for Paul George. Yeah. I think the thunder did good this off season in their rebuild effort. The thunder, um, maybe those fans wish they would have kept Westbrook and PG 13, but from those two trades, they got CP three, Danilo Gallinari, Shea Gilgis, Alexander, seven first round picks and four pick swaps. Yeah. If that's you're incredible. gonna rebuild, that's the, that's way, to the way to do I it. I totally like, agree. You're setting yourself up so well for the future. So, Westbrook and the Beard are reunited, but let's be honest, they are completely different players now than they were when they played together. Completely different. Yeah, they both shoot thirty times a yep. game now. Like literally, I remember Harden when he was on the Thunder was known as kind of like the defensive sixth man, and now like he is, that people make fun of him for literally standing on defense. It's the, unbelievable the how much they've changed. The biggest loser in this trade is everyone else on Houston besides <laughs> Russell Westbrook and James Harden. Because they're never going to get to shoot. It's going to be just those two playing like a street ball game against everyone else. I it's don't gonna think be, there's two bigger ball hogs in the league. They're really they're on aren't. the same team. It's going to be. I mean, I. Yeah, like if there's anyone in the league that's selfish with assists, it's Russell Westbrook. And if there's anyone in the league that shoots too much, it's James Harden. And now you've got that combo. Oh, my God. If I was Clint Capella, I'd be like, oh, my God. I'm never going to see the ball unless I rebound it myself. <laughs> and the uh, so the Rockets GM, Daryl Morey, is one of those guys that is obsessed with threes or dunks or layups. No in-between game. Russell Westbrook isn't exactly the most efficient shooter. He takes a lot of nope. questionable mid-range shots, jacks up terrible threes. He shot 29% from three Ooh. last year. As a point guard, you've got to do better than that. 100%. Um, so, he and the Beard are obviously way different. So, do you think they will play together, play well together, take two now? If they want to, if they want to compete, they will slightly change their games. I agree. Which, I will say, Russ didn't shoot as much when PG came to the team. I'll give him that. I don't think he did. <laughs> His points, his points per game went way down 
but that also might be because down. of his field goal percentage. His field goal percentage was pretty bad. Yeah. He, I don't know if he's exactly as good of a scorer as he used to be. I think maybe the, not. The athleticism, I think, is even a little bit down. His dunks are down. Yeah, I, I think he knows how to tone it back on shots because I mean he has played with another superstar multiple other superstars before. He played alongside KD. He played along PG. He knows how to play alongside a superstar, I guess. I mean, in his way. The the but, potential drama that is going to come yeah. from this, that's what I'm most excited for. Imagine if Jimmy went there, and you had Jimmy, Westbrook, and Harden. Could you imagine that? Can we just take everyone that's like a hothead <laughs> and put them on the same team? Oh my, and just see what happens. Just see what happens. Put DeMarcus at the five, and oh my god. Pat Beverly in there somewhere. That'd be absolutely insane. <laughs> so, I think Houston is going to... They're not going to win the title next year. No, they won't. But I think they'll be up there, like, probably about a four seed in the West. Do you think there's a meltdown among the team at some point this season? I'm going to be optimistic for Houston and say no. I think that they're going to try to work it out. But it could definitely happen. I Yeah, I, I could see it going either way. I want to lean toward. I want to lean towards the two of them are going to put it aside and just play. Because, I mean, that's what Russ and PG did, but PG's not really a out like flamboyant, loud guy. Like, he's he shows emotion on the court, but he's not, like, he's not Russell Westbrook. Like, no, he's he not. doesn't have that Thank much, God. he doesn't have that much fiery crap in the tank. I don't know what you even call that. I, I, I was going to call it passion, but I don't even know if it's that. Like, it's just fierceness and so, pent-up, like, aggression. and Okay, so I don't I even know what it is. Do you feel bad for Chris Paul? Kind of, because he got thrown into a rebuilding franchise and he's a solid Okay, but he's he's definitely going to get traded or waived. They're I not going to keep him around. See, Shea they're going to try to get more season. picks from him. And I think they're literally just going to be like, okay, CP, let's get some more first-rounders from but you. But <laughs> he also has one of those terrible contracts in the NBA from Big a couple contract. off-seasons ago whenever everyone got overpaid. Yep. So he's getting paid over $30 million a year as an Paul aging Millsap. superstar. That's when Paul Millsap got like $28 mil for or 30, 30 something mil for two years. Timothy Moscow like, oh getting fifty God. plus million. Oh. That was one of the worst ones. That's when that salary cap went up and everybody just so exploded. trying to dump Chris Paul's contract off somewhere is going to be a chore. It's, it's going to be it's going to be a bitch. It. But I mean, they're going to try. They're going to have to try. I mean, unless unless they keep him for a year. I mean, they might. But I would I would think they're probably not going to. I keep think him he's going to ask for his way out of there. Yeah, he's going to end up somewhere like Miami. I agree with that. Um. And then, do you think this is it for free agency? For free agency, yeah. I mean, there might be some trades. Bradley Beal might get that, moved. That's what I was going to bring up. Do you think Bradley moves this, this offseason? So the Wizards have continually said they're not getting rid of him, and John Wall has that really serious injury, so yep. he won't be playing for most of the season. So maybe they're going to turn the keys of the car over to Bradley Beal, but they're not going to compete. They should rebuild. Trade Bradley Beal. I was going to say... Do you think Bradley Beal can handle the keys to a franchise? As an eight seed in the East. <laughs> so right now, that's that's yeah. where that's going to go. For some reason, I think Bradley Beal's a fantastic scorer, but I don't see him being a franchise piece. Definitely I, I don't. not. I, I think he's like a, I don't know, I, I don't know who I can compare him to, but he, he just seems like a guy that's like, just a step below, like, a franchise guy. Like a C.J. McCollum guy. Bradley Beal like, is going to play second fiddle on a winning team. I feel like he's just like C.J. McCollum is to um, Dame. Like, it's the same instance of Bradley Beal to John Wall, almost. 
Like, John Wall's the center of the franchise, and Bradley Beal's like, hey, I'm pretty good too. Except for Dame and CJ figured out a way to win games. Win games, games, yes. And Bradley and John have not. No, that's a dumpster (laughs) fire. See, that's the thing. Like, honestly, the Trailblazers and the Wizards, like... Is that that different of a situation? No, it's really not at all, but the Wizards just can't make the playoffs, and the the Blazers somehow are getting three seeds every year. (laughs) How how the hell? And they're getting three seeds in the, like... In In the the West. In the West, yeah. And the Wizards are trying to make the playoffs. And the Wizards are barely sneaking in the eighth. Like, they can't even beat out the Pistons for the eight spot. They need to blow that team up. It, it's bad. It, it's it's time. It's time to just. It's time to rebuild. If you're if you're Washington, I mean they're already pretty much rebuilding. I think it's time to just cut the cord and get rid of them. I don't think it's time to get rid of John Wall, but I think Bradley Beal is probably going to be moving on. He should be. Jordan Bennington, uh, well, moving to NHL now. Jordan Bennington re-signed with the Blues. Um, he signed for two years with an average annual salary of $4.4 million. So some people were freaking out about this, saying he got overpaid for how little we saw of him. What do you think? He set a rookie record for 16 playoff wins. Yes. He was second in the Calder Trophy voting. Mm-hmm. He's a stud. Give him the money. So He's our guy. You don't want him like to end up somewhere else. I agree. We gotta commit. I, I to totally him. agree. The dude average. I think it was one point seven eight goals against average. That's literally unheard of. Unheard of. And and like, yes, I know it was only a small sample size of games, but his record was like twenty four five, and like he he was insane. I don't even think this is that controversial. Give him the money. I, I think he deserved it. I, I I really do. So Jake Allen is also on on the books for two more years with mm-hmm. an average annual salary of four point three five million. Yeah. So we're basically paying those guys the same thing. If you it's think we're paying Jordan ben- overpaying Jordan Bennington, look at look Jake at Jake Allen. Allen's contract we're and way say, hey, how about him? we get rid of him? Yeah, yes. no kidding. So do you think? And I personally do think he is, but a lot of people are like eh, on him. Do you think he really is that good, or do you think he was kind of a flash in the pan? What do you think he'll do season two? I don't know. Hockey goalies, you see them go up and down. You Every do. year you look at the top ten, it's different guys. Look like, at, the, you, there are consistent performers, yeah. but some guy can go from like bottom of the league to the top. It happens. Look Jake at, Allen was Look great, at Jake Allen, yeah. And then now he sucks. And he sucks. And look at Carter Hutton. Carter Hutton stepped in and all of a sudden was like, oh, he's really good for like one season. And then so, he was bad again. So it's really hard to predict. I agree. But he did good from what we've seen. Let's commit to him. Hopefully he keeps it up. That's the thing. I think you'd be ridiculous not to go for it in this scenario because, I mean, unless you want to start Jake again, like, I think you got to just give him a leap of faith. You got it. I mean, I mean Vinny's only 26 years old. He he's, won us the Stanley Cup. He's entering I mean, probably the prime of his athletic career, like getting closer yeah. there. He's going to get better, hopefully. The, the only thing that makes me nervous is we saw we, he kind of we we saw that he's a human being in the Stanley Cup Finals when he had those really bad games when he let up five two different times. But he's a human. He's a goaltender. Even Henrik Lundqvist has had a horrible seven goal seven goals allowed game before. So I don't think there's any reason to panic about it. And he was a rookie. Exactly. So, and he was playing in the Stanley Cup final. Like, I mean, no, there's no a lot of... bullies yeah. are asked to do that, but Lord he was asked no. to do it. And he, he, was asked to do, he was thrown in the fire halfway through the season. <laughs> yeah, he fucked up sometimes in a couple games. Yeah, he did. But, but overall, he did good enough for us to win the Stanley Cup. Yes, he did. So that's all and we that's can ask for. that's the ultimate goal. Exactly. And so I think... 
you you obviously I think you have to do this and they did and I'm glad they extended him for I'm I'm thinking they probably I bet they wanted to make it three maybe four years on the contract but I feel like with their financial situation and we had a lot of we had we were close to the salary cap I feel like they had to kind of go two years four and a, like roughly four and a half mil just kind of a low risk like so, sort of low risk contract sort like decent amount of money but year wise pretty low risk contract so i read that he could have signed for longer with less annually but by signing for more annually shorter term contract he's betting on himself yes he is so let's say he plays great for these next 2 years then he's going to set him melt himself up for a big payday all that's all that's all this is going to do is make him play his ass off I mean, it's just like one of when an NFL quarterback's in his contract year. That's basically going to be him the next two seasons. We're rewarding him for what he's done. Yes, and hopefully, and we re- will reward hopefully him. Hopefully, rewarding more. him yeah. for what he's about to do. Hopefully, we'll reward him for bringing another Stanley Cup to St. Louis, which would be wonderful. But um, what? Uh, yeah, that that's about all I had was just what to expect in the next couple seasons. Because I mean, he's kind of a mysterious guy, and you never really know exactly what he's going to do but obviously he's shown that he can be consistent so all-star next season all-star next season you heard it here so got to give the guy a chance i think he's going to be great switching gears to the mlb now and we are not talking about the cardinals wow that's that's interesting (laughs) so tyler skaggs very unfortunate uh young pitcher passed away few uh, about a week ago i guess a little more than a week ago maybe. yeah it was about Somewhere a around week there. ago so very sad um he was just found in his hotel room passed away um very very sad situation um the angels returned home after the all-star break for the first time since he passed he he passed away in arlington when they were playing the rangers and so his mom threw out the first pitch pretty emotional scene in la and so um as you, you've probably heard this already, but, um, you know, emotions are running high. They showed a tribute video for him before the game, and all the players are lined up and shedding tears and everything. And so his very, mom threw out the first pitch. Yes, his mom threw out the first pitch. His wife was there. His dad was there. Everybody was there. And um, his mom threw a strike of a first pitch right down the pipe. And um, so the Angels decided to throw a combined no-hitter uh, the first game they came back, they just decided. To yeah, do that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, they threw a combined no hitter. Uh, the game ended with Angels pitchers facing twenty eight batters less than two hours before what would have been his twenty eighth birthday. So I'm I'm kind of hitting you with some of those uh, Ken Rosenthal factoids here. Let's hear them. Um, as for the Angels, they scored seven runs in the first inning and thirteen runs in the game. And Tyler Skaggs was born on seven thirteen. That one's pretty – that one's – I mean, it's a stretch, but it's kind of creepy. Okay, that one's a stretch. Um, on the day Skaggs was born, seven thirteen ninety one, the sixth combined no-hitter in history was thrown. So that one's pretty crazy. Okay, okay. Th- this one's pretty scary too. Tyler Skaggs was number 45. All the players were number 45. In the first inning, Mike Trout blasted a 454-foot home run, 454. So, I mean, that's a lot of uh, numbers adding up there. I mean, so that's some, that's some 
I mean, that's that's some crazy stuff. So we think God's at play. I mean, it's God. What else is there? I mean, for that many numbers to add up, holy, that there's got to be something. I mean, oh a, my a goodness. A great moment for the Skaggs family. Absolutely. Great for Tyler. Rest in peace. 100%. I mean, such a young phenom, and it sucks because, you know, you add him to that list of, like, guys like, you know, and he wasn't, he maybe wasn't quite the caliber, but you still add him to the list of guys like Jose Fernandez and... Ventura, Oscar and Tavares. Oscar Tavares, and then you know if you go back a little further, Daryl Kyle, and just things it's just like guys that. Gone too soon. It's just it's so unfortunate because, and it seems like seems like baseball almost takes the lead of like guys that die that way. And it's I mean yes, Fernandez was an accident, and yes, you know, um, OT was an accident, but you know it's very similar to Daryl Kyle in the fact that he just passed away in his sleep at twenty something years old. It's just unheard of, but. Um, Really unfortunate to see that, but really awesome to see like numbers like that add up. And you know, you know, you definitely know there's a divine, you know, divine power at play for sure. And you know, really cool to see that the Angels stepped up and you know were able to throw a combined no hitter in their first game back. And and the first pitcher threw two innings. Yep. Then the second reliever threw seven, seven. innings. Yep. That's the craziest no hitter I've ever seen. Absolutely. Like, how I does mean, that even happen? I I know that they said they were using a like a relief starter. Yeah. Um. But still, like you don't expect you don't expect your second guy to come out there and go a seven. I mean, jeez. I, I, usually, whenever someone plays a relief starter, it's to save arms. But I guess whenever I guess whenever you know your second guy is three innings in, then you look at the game and it's five innings and no hit baseball. You you leave them in. And I mean, especially when you're playing a tribute game, you really leave them in. And then when all these numbers start adding up at the end, you're like, holy cow, like God was on our side for this one. It's just unbelievable. Unbelievable to think about and very unfortunate that Tyler Skaggs passed, but um, very cool for the Angels to throw a combined no-hitter on this on their first game back, and they crushed the Mariners too. It was like 13 nothing. Yeah, Moving to the NFL. Um, so there's rumors going around about, uh, I think it's GMs are all talking, and it, it's they want to do an 18-game season, but players are limited to 16 games. So this is the owners? Owners. It's the okay. owners because they want more money. More yeah. games equals more tickets sold equals more merchandise sold equals more money in their pockets. Absolutely. So, and the thing about the 18-game season, it's like, oh, the players are, like, already playing too much and they're yes, getting hurt. Yes, they hard. are. So they're trying to figure out a way to where the players, like, save their bodies and yep. the owners still make money. So I think it's bullshit. Yeah, I, I know another reason they wanted to limit them to 16 is because they didn't want stats to be, like, completely blown up. Because, you know, like, I mean... You know, Pat Mahomes is a great quarterback. He might throw for 6,000 yards if he gets 18 games. And, you know, then you just blow the season yardage record out of the water when it's been 16 games all these years. And so I think that's the one of the main reasons why they're wanting to limit it to 16 for the players, but 18 as a team. I just don't understand it because, like, it, it's like, basically it's like the backups play two games. That's what the preseason's for, I think. Like and the like that's when everybody gets their test run and that's when all the backups get to show what they have. Like even though I, I think just this don't is get a it. dumb idea, I still want it to happen just for the just chaos. Just for more football. Just I, for the chaos. I wouldn't mind to see more football either. Like I mean, I'm not going to be like super excited to see two backup quarterbacks go at it if and you know, another thing would be that would be fun if they did do it is to see different teams strategies. When do they 
when do they play their backups and when do they leave their starters in? I'm assuming you'd maybe play your backups in like mid season. So I don't I know. think you play your backups whenever you play the Dolphins or the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Good point. You look on the schedule, you find a weak team. Um, obviously, you want to start the season strong and end it strong. So you try to find some weak teams in the middle, I guess, and you start your backup. And this would be great for backup quarterbacks, like your Colt McCoys or your Chase Daniels yeah. or Chad Hennies of the world. Chad Henney, baby. <laughs> career <laughs> backup. Career backups, yeah. Chase Daniel, career backup. Brian Hoyer, career Brian backup. Brian Hoyer, Ryan Mallett. Like <laughs> Everybody. All those Jake boys. Locker, man. <laughs> Jake oh, Locker. He's, he's so playing the Matt Castle. Matt Castle, career backup yes. guy. Oh, some of those guys, some of those poor fellas, man. A.J. McCarron, career backup guy. A.J. McCarron, he, good he, backup. He actually, on the Bengals there, when they went to the postseason, when he was at the helm, he was looking good there for just a little bit, just a little teeny bit. But then he kind of got yes. demolished in the postseason like the Bengals did for the last because five years. Because he's a backup and, quarterback. Exactly. So we shouldn't be watching him play a regular a season point. game, which is why it should be 16 games. That's a good point. Either way, I'm kind of indifferent towards it. I think the season's fine at 16 games because it's been 16 games for a long time. And I think it's if it ain't broke, don't fix it. The NFL makes so much money already. I mean, it's the most viewed, it's the most viewed, viewed sport in the US by far, like by far on cable TV. Um attendance at the games, yes the stadiums are bigger, but almost every stadium's always packed unless it's a very bad team because you only have eight home games, which I guess that's why they want to do a ninth. Um I just, you know, it's I, I'm kinda indifferent towards it. I don't I don't see I mean there's benefits, there's drawbacks. It's I, a bad idea, but I want it to happen. I, yeah, I I just I don't really care. If it does happen, cool. We get to see two more games. We get to see strategy. Why stop at eighteen? Let's go 24-game season. 24-game season. It's going to happen <laughs> Let's eventually. play the Super Bowl in September. Let's just go year-round. Year-round. We'll as, play the Super the Bowl in the beginning on, of September, and we'll start the season late September. <laughs> as the years go on, we're going to play more games, and we're going to be able to hit less. It's going like yeah. to be a 30-game flag football season. It's almost, yeah, years. it's almost, it's going gonna, it's gonna to end up being like the, the freaking MLB and NHL. They're going to be playing like every three days. and just you know Play every three days. Play a 50-game season. Play like... Two halves, twenty minutes each. You know, final scores will end up being like ten to three, or uh, I can. The league's getting soft on us now, but um, in reality, though, I'm kind of indifferent towards it. I think it's fine. I mean, if they do it. I'll watch the two extra games. If they don't, I'm not gonna lose sleep over it. I'll put it that way. Introducing a new segment on Extra Innings Podcast, we're going to have a special rap reading with your very own Jack Esner. Oh, so I went ahead and messaged so you the song I would like you to read, Jack. Uh, what's the <laughs> song? Uh, let me check my phone. Ooh, okay. One of the most hood songs I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Bompton by YG. When All I right. think of Jack, I think of Bompton. I'm sure you do. All right. <clears throat> Boy, I'm from Bompton. Talking that shit, boy. Get your ass boobopped like boobop. <laughs> pop, pop, that's two shots. My shooter's in the hood going ham. They need to woosa. Boy ain't beefing with a hamburger. I'm on Rosecrans, boy, at Tam's Burgers. I'm buying AKs and handguns. Through the enemy's foul, boy. And one. Woo! 
I'm really with the shit, though. Oh, yeah. I'm really on the block with a pistol. Mm-hmm. Let it blow like a whistle. Your mom's looking like she do crystal. <laughs> I'm a hundred rack, boy. But daddy's a bitch, and you a son of that boy. Oh! <laughs> with that oh. oh! Oh, my goodness. I feel like I could run through a wall. So, I'm thinking we're going to do this every Whenever, week. Whenever you say something like that, that and, like, it's not sung... It sounds so horrible. Like, it sounds like none of it rhymes. It's all out of just, oh my goodness. Boy, get your ass boobopped like boo <laughs> <laughs> Can we go? Can we go back to, boy, your mom looks like she does crystal? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. What but daddy world. is a bitch and you a son of that boy. <laughs> that's just that's a flame. A, that's flamage right that's there. That's a good flame. I'm going to use that on an Xbox Live, I think. On a, <laughs> ruin a 12-year-old's ruin a life. I'm going to I'm gonna kill someone just, on 2K online and send them that. <laughs> just, just ruin someone. Just ruin someone's afternoon. Well, there you have it. Bopped in by YG. Talked. It is officially hot seat time. You are on the hot seat first, my friend. Because you missed your shot. Okay. Let's do it. <clears throat> More convenient product. Tide Pods or Cascade Dishwasher Packs? Tide Pods. We don't have a dishwasher. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we don't, and I'm very sad. Do you think if you played one set of tennis against Roger Federer, could you get one single point against him? A whole set. I've played one set against my bro- little brother who plays tennis at Webster University, and I didn't get a point. Okay, so, so I'm going to take that as a no. So no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If Taco Fall held his hand straight in the air, could you give him a high five with a running start? Uh, I'd probably get to his face, so yeah. <laughs> I'd probably end up just smacking him. I mean, if he's holding his arm up, that's probably 10 feet at no, least. So no chance, because I, yeah. I can dunk on like an eight and a half foot hoop, and that's about <laughs> it. <laughs> that's my limits as a hey, 5'10 white that's, guy. That's perfectly acceptable. Everybody's got their limit. Hey, it's all right. Does Mitch Trubisky have a good season this year? Yes. Yes, okay. I think he's pretty good, actually. I, do, I, do, I actually do, too. I, I really think he has a very solid upside. Which NFL team this year will have high expectations but lay an egg instead? It seems like there's always one. New Orleans Saints. Okay. Wow. <laughs> number one in the power. Going after the number one dog. Okay, so if they're number one, that's, maybe it's maybe a, it's they're a long way to fall. Even okay. if they end up as like eighth, that's yeah. a big fall from one. Yeah, so you're right. You're right. Okay. I think last year it was kind of the Steelers. Didn't even make the playoffs. So much turmoil. Yeah, a lot of turmoil ruined that franchise. Um, Packers were kind of underwhelming. So may- Falcons, maybe like Drew Brees falls out of Kamara's wife it, or something. Oh, <laughs> oh my. God. Maybe, maybe there's some unexpected... Oh, my Lord! <laughs> maybe this hurricane sticks around Drew. for a little bit longer than we're expecting. This is just going to be right on top <laughs> Okay, and I have your trivia question. You are two for two on the season. All right. Can you go three for three? This is NHL goaltenders. Oh, yikes. Which NHL goaltender has won the most Vizina trophies? Best goaltender in the league. I'm going to give you four options. And you have to tell me which one has won the most. Which one has won the most? The most Vizina trophies. I'm going to give you... They're all four Hall of Famers, okay? So the first name that pops out of my head is Patrick Waugh. So just give me a second and let me read you the options. Martin Brodeur, yeah. Jacques Plante, Bill Dernan, or Dominic Hasek? 
One of them has won the most. Hmm. So it seems like Patrick Waugh is not the answer. No, it, it is <laughs> He's not. not even an option. One of them has won seven. Two of them have won six. One of them has won four. So uh, The names again are Martin, Martin Berdour, Jacques Plante, Bill Dernan, Dominic Hassett. Okay, Jacques sounds like he races Formula One. So <laughs> <laughs> He actually does. He sounds French. Doesn't he? So yeah, he does. I'm sure he's been a great goalie in the history of the NHL, but not Jacques. Okay. <sighs> Martin Brodeur. So now you're down to Brodeur, Dernan, and Hassock. Uh, not Dernan. Not Dernan. Okay, you're down to Hassock and Brodeur. Two of the best of all time. I'm going to guess... So this is the most Vizina trophies all time, and it's seven. Yes, yes. There's one guy that has seven, and then there's like three that have six. I skipped one of the guys that has six. I'm going to go with Dominic Hassock. Okay, you are incorrect. And Mr. Jacques Plante has seven. Oh, my God. He won won seven Vizina trophies in like the 50s. And then Dominic Hassock has... Oh, yeah, I was a a big fan of the 50s in the show. (laughs) (laughs) Dominic Hassock has six. Martin Brodeur only has four, and Bill Dernan has six. I don't even know who Bill Dernan is. I had act. I will honestly say I had heard of Jacques Plante before I looked this up. I knew he was really good and played a long time ago, but I didn't know like who he played for or anything. I just heard the name. So he would have got eight, but he retired early to race Formula One. <laughs> <laughs> if that's what I'm hearing, I, don't, I mean. So Brodeur only had four, Hasek had six, Plant had seven, Dernan had six. Okay, so I started two for two. So you're, you you're said, two for three. So you said, let me, let me, let me fuck up his streak. I, I, I did. Let me throw I, a I 50s figured, goaltender. I figured Shock Plant was going to be tough. But, you know, last time you kind of picked it out and you said, well, I don't know, that guy. You said, I don't know. Uh, it was Morneau. You said, Justin Morneau sounded really random, so I'm going to pick him. So I was afraid you were going to pick me with the, the random, like, I came up with Jacques Plant. Because if I would have said, like, Bradour, Roa, Hasek, and Jacques Plant, you probably would have picked Plant if you would have thought about it. But. All right, all right. Okay, anyways. Hockey's not my specialty. Anyways. All right. Whatever. Are you ready? I guess. Hotsy. Oh, baby. Question one. Yep. Rank these sports movies in order. Ooh. Talladega Nights. Huge. Dodgeball. Oh. Happy Gilmore. Oh. Blaze of Glory. It's like four of the funniest sports movies of all time. Okay, well, Happy Gilmore's number one for me because I love Happy Gilmore. Okay. I would literally watch Happy Gilmore every day if I could. I probably can't. If they didn't take it off of Netflix yet, I, I might watch that tonight. Um. So we got Happy Gilmore at one. Oh. And then... You got Talladega Nights, Dodgeball, Blades of Glory. I I love all three of them. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Talladega Nights the two spot. I'm gonna give Dodgeball the three and Blades of Glory the four. I think that's the correct order. To so I and and that's no disrespect to Blades of Glory at all because Blades of Glory is so funny. It's so funny. Like uh, just the 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 plot of it is hilarious. I mean. The, all, all four of those movies are great. Ab- absolutely hilarious. And a distant fifth is Airbud. Airbud. Okay. <laughs> nice. So, question two. Who wins a 100-meter race? Tom Brady or Yadier Molina? Oh. Well, you know, honest to God, Tom does not run very far when he runs. Yadi has had to run, you know, to second before on, like, a double. I know it, like, the last... The last, like, 60 feet is, like, a jog-slash-walk to the base. But Yachty's had to get on his horse before 
for a lot longer distances, I think, than Tom. Because I haven't seen I haven't seen Tom run for 20 yards since he, since he was like a rookie. So I think I'm gonna get I, I you know I'm gonna give the edge to Yachty. Yachty steals bags, dude. Race. Dude, I I've got to be honest. I think he does. Tom is one of the most unathletic people I've ever seen. I I gotta lean toward. Have you ever seen Tom go? Did you see last year when he like ran from the three to the end zone? How long it took him? I think they timed him and it was like five seconds to get from the three to the end zone. So Yachty, I think Yachty wins. I do. I really think Yachty wins. Question three: Best uniforms in sports? Oh, um, well I gotta go. I got now you now you put me on the spot and I gotta go by sport here. In the MLB, it's the St. Louis cream-colored jerseys. There's, I, I you can't really debate with that. I mean, you can, I guess. Like the the off whites. Yeah, the the cream-colored with the St. Louis across them, with the red stripe, the two little red stripes in the middle, with alongside the buttons. The Those things are on gorgeous. Those things are gorgeous. Um, something to be said for the Yankees pinstripes too. Classic. Um, in the NHL. I love the Blues uh, Winter Classic throwbacks, oh, um, but okay. Lot of, lot I'm gonna try to. Lewis. I know, I know. I'm gonna try to stick away from them though. Um, big fan of the Calgary Flames, um, yellow and red. Huge fan of like the 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 red jerseys with the yellow outline and the white C. I love those jerseys. Flames are kind of my second favorite team, but like I absolutely love those jerseys. So would you say you're a flamer? <laughs> God dang it. Okay. Question, question no. four. Over hang on, under. hang on, hang on. I'm not done. <laughs> NFL, gotta lean to like... I, I, I'm a big fan of like the classics. I love... If we're talking like Color Rush though, I really like for some reason the the Saints Color Rush that's white with the gold numbers. Those things are awesome. The Color Rush jerseys are amazing. So Big fan. So the ugly like... The uh, the Jaguars that was like that mustardy brownish yellow color those are ugly as hell but like the uh, and the Rams like the straight yellows there for a while were like eh. and the 49ers all black and eh. you know 49ers could have gone a lot of different routes but they chose all black but I will say the Saints knocked it out of the park with their color rushes and so did the Raiders with the silver letters and the all whites and then in the NBA it's got to be one of two jerseys. One, the Vancouver Grizzlies throwback jerseys. Those things are gorgeous. And two, the Seattle Supersonics jerseys. No love to the Toronto Raptors dinosaur jerseys. Okay, those things are amazing. And you know what else is amazing are is the Nuggets, the Nuggets jersey with the like the rainbow on it. That's absolutely awesome. Yeah, so the we, Bulls jerseys are amazing. So basically, we love like '90s. I, jerseys. I, I I love every retro jersey there is. Maybe. '90s NBA jerseys were the best. Oh my god! Yeah. Whenever everything was like, you know, like that, like Saved by the Bell type stuff, like, you know, it just reminds me of Saved by the Bell and like the t-shirts they used to wear and stuff. And like, oh god, I loved the '90s jerseys. It was they were so good. Question four. Over under 41 and a half wins for the Chicago Bulls. Oh, I, I'm I love the Bulls, but I gotta take the under here. The I don't under? think we're gonna I don't think we're gonna be that if we win, if we get over that, we're making the playoffs. And I don't think we're gonna make the playoffs this year. I think we're gonna be like a 10 seed. I, I think we're gonna I be think like they could sneak in, but I hope they do, and I'm excited to watch them this year, especially with a new point guard and all. I just don't know. 
I'm that's I, I'm very I've always been a very optimistic sports fan. I love what the Bulls have done. Like they didn't do much in free agency, but that's okay. Um, I like where they're at. They're young, but I don't I don't see them winning. After they only won 22 games this past season, I or 25 something like that. I don't see them leapfrogging to 42. Maybe 2021. I'm thinking we win like 35 this year and 35. get like a 10 10 area on like the seating, and maybe maybe we jump up to like 44 or so. Yeah, 2021. We'll go 2021 Bulls. Okay. All right. Question five. Trivia. So oh. you are. What are you? I'm one and a half for two. One and a half for two. Because I got Katie right, but I got Chris Paul. I'll right. give you the partial. So one and a half for two. Yeah. So there are four members of the 4040 Club. Which is 40 home runs, 40 stolen bases. Yep. Only four members ever. Yeah. So it's Barry Bonds, Alex Rodriguez, Alfonso Soriano. Who is the fourth member of the 4040 Club? I think I might know this without you giving me options. I'm just going to throw this out there now. It, I think it might be Eric Davis, but don't quote me on it. Go ahead and read him off. Okay. Eric, Eric the Red, I think, did it once. So I will give you four options. One, Willie Mays. Oh, huge. Two, Honus Wagner. Three, Jose Canseco. And four, Eric Davis. Is Eric Davis. Final answer? Yep. Incorrect. No! You've got to be kidding me. He had to be so close. Was he 30-30? So, from what I saw, he wasn't... So, I saw the four guys in the 40-40... And then there was a couple guys, like Matt Kemp missed it by one home run one year. Oh, my God. Eric Davis wasn't on the list of just missed. Oh. So, yeah, it was Jose Canseco. I could have. home runs, 40 stolen bases, 1988. Yeah, I mean, he had a a bop. I I thought it was going to be Willie Mays if it wasn't Eric Davis. Little bastard, you threw in Eric Davis just because I said it. Yeah, so my other option was Carlos Beltran. And oh, then you said Eric yeah. Davis, so I said, well, fuck it. I'll just put him in Damn there it. instead. I'm looking up his stats right now. Okay, well, one season he went 37 homers, 50 stolen bases. I was close. 37? One season he went 37-50. One season he went 34-21. One season he went 27 homers, 80 stolen bases. He went 37-50 one year. That's three home runs away. That was close. Yeah, Guerrero and Soriano in 2002 were both one home run shy of joining the club. Uh, Beltran was two home runs shy uh, in 2004. Alfonso Soriano wouldn't have surprised me either. No, Beltran wouldn't have surprised me. Those guys were all close. Soriano was in there one time. He almost made it twice. Wow. Honest to God, though, if you wouldn't have said Eric Davis and just said, like, Jose Canseco and the other guys, I would have guessed Willie Mays. Yeah, I could tell you weren't going to guess Jose Canseco. You were shaking your head. Because Jose was, like, such a... Whenever I saw Jose highlights, he was a big O in the outfield that let a ball go off his head over the wall. Like you and saw, he had avoided, pop, you saw avoided up. Jose I did. Canseco. I did. His I head never got saw bigger. His muscles yeah, got bigger. I, I never saw skinny Jose Canseco. That's like Barry Bonds. Barry used to steal bags, but I never saw skinny Barry. Like Barry whenever you see a lot of bags. I know. And whenever you see highlights of Barry, it's fat Barry on the Giants. But like you always forget about skinny Barry on the on the. Pirates. Who we think a of seventy-one home run. Yes. Yeah, we do. We think we think of seventy-three bombs in a season, Barry. When in reality, Barry used to be a little ne- nemesis on the base paths. And Paul Goldschmidt stole thirty-six bags one season in Arizona. I mean, people just don't think of him as a base stealer, but I feel like people just steal bags when they're young. 
Yelich has like 20 something stolen bags this year. Even like Miguel Cabrera, before he got yeah, fat, he used to he, steal bases. Yeah, he was, Haley Ramirez used to exactly. steal bases before he oh, got Oh, yeah, fat. absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, those dudes that steal 30, 40 plus. It's a young man's game. Oh, absolutely. Young men flying down the base paths. On to final thing. You don't have a final thing, correct? Not this time. All right, no no final thing from Carson. I got one. Nothing too big, but um, so now that Russ has been traded, Russell Westbrook was the longest tenured NBA player by any NBA franchise before he got traded. And he was – so now it's Steph Curry is now the longest tenured NBA player in the league, and he's 31. Steph still kind of seems like a young kid to me, a little so, bit. I know. He's 31 years old, yet he's the longest tenured NBA player. Is this good or is this awful? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's look how much people are bouncing around, I guess. To me, it's good because it's exciting and we're seeing a different... It keeps the fans interested. It does. We're seeing changes all the time and like, you find like new teams that emerge and teams mm-hmm. fall and it's it's just exciting. Yeah, it is. We're, game, we're losing the dynasties the, the game, of the Spurs yeah. and teams like that. The game but, ain't about loyalty anymore. No. I mean, it's it's just not. There's not. It's a rare breed to find a Tim Duncan want to play for the same franchise his entire career kind of guy. But um, honestly, if you ask me right now, I would say Steph's probably going to stay in Golden State his whole career. But you never know what will happen three years from now. So no idea. But Steph Curry is the longest tenured NBA player in the league. That's crazy. I would think, you know, an old ball, but... I'm trying to think of names that stick out. But well, like, Vince Carter's old, but he's been on every team no, under the yeah, sun. Yeah, it's got to be a guy um, that sticks with the same team for a yeah, long it, time. And you can't think... If, <sighs> if Horford would have stayed on the Hawks, it would have been him. But, like... I mean, he spent three years in Boston. Yeah, exactly. Now he's, now he's in, he's in fucking Philly. Philly, yeah. I, I, it's just crazy to me that Steph Curry, at 31 years old, is the longest-tenured NBA player. When, like, you look back and, like, Bird was playing... Till he was like 36. For you the even just go Havlicek. five, ten years ago. Yeah. Tim Duncan, Kobe Dun- Bryant, Duncan, 20 Kobe years Bryant. on the same team. Manu Ginobili, yeah, Havlicek, Tony Parker was there forever. Havlicek played his whole career for one team. Like, Bill Russell never played for a new, different team. Like, Paul Pierce gave the Celtics about 15 years. Like, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. I Dwayne mean, Wade in fucking Miami. Like, that's how it used to be, but absolutely. not anymore. Absolutely. Another cool jersey. Miami's, uh... The Miami Vice jerseys? Those things are sweet. Probably the best ones. Yeah. Anyways... <laughs> Anyways, Steph Curry, longest tenured NBA player in the league, only 31. That's all we have. We are done. Finis, finissimo. We are finished. Got me talking about these Miami Vice jerseys. It makes me want to get one really bad. Boy, I'm from Boston. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why your bitch want to fuck. Oh my god. And your homies don't like me because they know where I'm from. <laughs> Boy, I'm from Bompton. Oh, I'd be really in the hood though. Mama so, never understood though. So Boy, I'm from Bompton. New shit dropping, whip copping. Boy, I'm topping. So educational. Boy, I'm from Bompton. Where the Crips say herb. And bitch boys get on my nerves. <laughs> oh god. We'll Great see song. You, we'll see you in a while. Oh, we'll have a new song for you next time. Peace. Peace.